The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Jones keeps, gets a block, takes off, and he is gone. Trying to stay upright, and he trips. Absolutely all alone, and he trips. Oh, no. I can promise you that this podcast will at least be better than Daniel Jones' touchdown run. What's up, everybody? Will Brinson here for the Pick 6 Podcast, CBS Sports Daily NFL Podcast. This is the Thursday night Recap, we're back after a one-week hiatus because of, you know, COVID moved Thursday Night Football off. And, of course, you have me, Ryan Wilson, John Breach, and special guest Cody Benjamin. You, my friend, have a much better fate than Jared Dubin did on Monday night when he showed up to recap the Cowboys game. Mm. You look calm. You look relaxed. But I know inside that your heart's racing a million miles an hour because all the people who are dunking on Carson Wentz on Twitter have to suck it because he's now the first place quarterback of the NFC East. Listen, I, uh, thanks for having me on, first of all, but I, at 10 minutes ago, 10 minutes before this, I was, I mean, my heart was beating faster than it probably should have been. And I, I mean, I wore the, the Kelly green and I positioned myself with the Rocky poster in the background. Just, I mean, it, it was looking real bad a little bit ago. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan, on a scale, uh, we're not going to do a scale. Do you think at any point, Ryan or Breach, that uh, Cody tried, he like texted Debo, like, I, I really, I've actually got to like run down and get some coffee. I can't do the podcast today when the Giants were up 10 points late in the, in the second half. When Cody says it was getting real bad, I think we should mention the pre podcast <laughs> talk. Uh, Cody and Debo both said, yeah, we're going to give up on the season if the Eagles lost this game. That's where Eagles fans were. They were at the cliff ready to jump off if they got beat by Daniel Jones and the Giants. So Carson Wentz didn't just save the Eagles season. They saved, he saved Cody Wentz and, uh, Cody Eric, Wentz. and Eric Wentz. Okay. You're all Wentz's now. You guys are all Wentz's. Yeah. All right. Let's not, Ryan. Thank you. Breach just interrupts me like he's Will Brinson all of a sudden. He said John or Ryan. No, he didn't. He said Wilson or Breach. And then when, when Wilson <laughs> or when Breach, when Breach you does know, this. at this point, we'll be doing this for 10 years. You, you would think that when I say Ryan or Breach, what I'm saying is Ryan go first and then Breach follow. But no, Breach goes anyway. We've Ryan. spent so much time together. I feel like I, in some ways I'm Rachel, which is Breach's wife. And when, when Breach does this, that means I'm going to interrupt you no matter what. Sometimes Brent, I feel like I'm Annabelle. After Brinson quit. No, she is much, <laughs> she is much smarter than you. <laughs> and she has better hair. Uh, but I will say this. So before you came on, Brinson, Cody was talking about how he had to mix things up. So he went downstairs to his basement. If you look over his shoulder there, there's the old Rocky poster, which he must have kissed a few times and hugged. And I think he'll kiss it after this because I think that's when the face started changing. And as Breach mentioned when he cut me off, because I asked Debo before he also came on, when the uh, Eagles are trailing by 11 with less than five minutes to go, uh, Debo, how are you feeling? With the ball in Carson Wentz's hands, I always oh, feel great. It. it does not matter if they're <laughs> down 11, down three scores. <laughs> They need to drive under two minutes to go. <laughs> first and goal from the 17. First play to Boston Scott. What? That's my quarterback. <laughs> That's not what he told me, Rich. That's disgusting. He said he was a little you don't, you don't believe any of that. And Cody, I can... how did you feel after first and goal when uh, Trev, uh, Jason Kelsey got the uh, 
throwing the helmet. Oh my! It, it made a person. Well, that that whole sequence was. Um, I mean, that was the game in a nutshell. I mean, you couldn't go. I mean, the guys you literally could see on the TV. The Giants and Eagles both were just. They both stand there looking at the refs to see, you know, because it's penalty after penalty. I mean, it's the perfect ending to that kind of game. I mean, it was ugly all around. I think, I mean, some of those calls on Logan Ryan were iffy at the end. I mean, but that's just, that was a, that was a microcosm of the whole, whole performance. So, so uh, this is an indisputable fact. Coming into tonight, the Giants were ranked below the Jets in offensive DVOA. That is as low as you can get. Have, losing to that team 21-10 in the fourth quarter is a hello darkness, my old friend, situation. And I will, give, I will give Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz credit because they looked awful all night. Doug Peterson made some terrible play calls. The, the goal line fade to Hakeem Butler. Are you kidding me? That's his first offensive snap of the year. He's a tight end. He played wide receiver in college, was drafted as a wide receiver. What are we doing? Horrible play, but it was a pass interference. That, that, however true that may also, be. Also, if you're going to throw play. a fade to a six four receiver, throw it seven and a half feet in the air, not four did, and a half please. feet in the air. Well, right. none of the goal line plays, play calls were really that good. I mean, the Carson Wentz two point conversion, I mean, it goes back to last week. Jalen Hurts coming in for yeah. a two point conversion. But you're saying, and I completely agree with you about there's no reason that the team should be down, uh, even with the injuries and everything. But then you look at last week. I mean, they're within two points of a Ravens team that, granted, wasn't playing their best day. But this is just, uh, I mean, it's uh, that was. A I'm not, and I'm not trying. Right, to, right, let me let me ask you this. I'm gonna ask you this instead, Cody. What is your confidence level one to ten that the Eagles win the NFC East? Oh come on. I mean, that is such, it's such, it, like, I know that, I, I know that, um, what is beating it? Well, well, let me just explain first. I mean, give a, me a second a, here. It's a 10. <laughs> no, it no, no, like no. a two when he's trying to like talk six. himself into <laughs> yeah, a 10. Yeah. I was going to go, I was, I was going to go six just above halfway. I mean, I'm not, I'm certainly not that, that confident. I mean, I, I don't think Andy Dalton and the Cowboys are going to be as bad as they were last week. They will. I, they will. Well, yeah, that's wrong. I agree with Cody. Explain, guys. And then Debo, follow, please. Well, uh, I was just going to say, um, I know it's cliche at this point to say the NFC East is bad because that's all anyone, like, it's just a running joke now. It's not cliche. Like, it's just taking, well, I, it's a, yeah, I know, but it's, this it's gotten to the point sucks. where anyone who's making a joke about the NFL is making it about the NFC East, right? Which justifiably so, but, um, you know, it, the Eagles are not a, a great team. I mean, like you said, they're down 21-10 to the Giants. Um, it was very reminiscent of last year at the end of the season when they're going down to the wire with uh, Washington, with the Giants, except uh, probably three times worse because they, <laughs> I mean, the, the supporting cast, I mean, Travis Fulgham looks good. He's looked really good. Uh, but, I mean, besides him, you're you're picking, you know, I don't know. It's I say six because you try and think, I mean, is Kyle Allen, is Alex Smith going to do that with Washington? I mean, I think it's either Andy Dalton and the Cowboys pick up a little bit of steam, enough steam just to get like five or six, seven wins. That, that'll that? do it. Cody my, is my, my newsletter partner, and he's now brainwashed pro Andy yeah. Dalton. I love to hear it, Cody. I, love I, hear I it. would say if I were betting on it, my number would be an eight after this win because I didn't think before the game, like it would have been a nine. Then it went down to a three. And they were down 21-10. It would be back to an eight only because I think that they're the best team and they'll figure out a way. Debo, what is your number? Do I think the Eagles are a good team? No. 
Is uh, my confidence guys, level? What is, what is this? A presidential debate? Is I my confidence level? I want an answer. Is my confidence level a ten? It's a ten. Who knows what the Eagles did four years ago? Who can say well, what the Eagles have done the last? You four know, years? like, what is your number? I don't watch that what garbage. What will happen to us if we, if we come out and say eight or nine? Which I mean, then everyone says, but they're a horrible team. Well, we have to preface that. Yeah, I, I mean, gave it a little preface right there. Right. The preface to be a ten. This team is winning the division. This is the worst they're going to look, the way they played tonight. They're only going to get healthier, I think. That's probably a, a bad statement to make at this point. But they're only, they only should get healthier at adding some pieces back to their offensive line. Carson Wentz is, is fighting for his, his life on every single snap he takes. He is making something out of absolutely nothing. It's, it's not as much about the Eagles. I have confidence in the Eagles, but it's the rest of the division. That, yes, Ryan. Hold the breach there. I, I'm in a nine. By the way, I'm, I'm in a, I'm in a full blown, like Debo's going to install a muted microphone situation where I'm not allowed to talk. I'm, I'm at a nine. I thought Cody was going to go straight into the nine, but he, he feels like he has to hedge. And I, I understand that, but look, here's the deal. And Brinson, you sort of touched on this, uh, from 26 to 31 in football outsiders efficiency rankings. That's where the NFC East resides. The Cowboys in Washington are 26 and 27. The Giants and the Eagles uh, coming into this week are 30 and 31. They're all terrible football teams. So, it does, I mean, it's a half a dozen and one. Then it comes down, who do you have the most faith in? I will take Carson Wentz over all these other quarterbacks. Debo's right. Presumably, they can't get any more injured. Although Deshaun uh, Jackson looked like he lost a leg on, on Thursday night. So, we'll see how that – he had to be helped off the field. I that, think Deshaun Jackson is probably done for the season. Well, you, I'm probably done with the Eagles. Doctors, Jackson might call it a career, honestly. This doctors, you can make that assessment. My point is that he had to be helped off the field after coming back for one game. That sucked, by the way. That was a dirty hit by the Giants. It, and that was the cost, same. It might cost Deshaun Jackson the rest of the year. That sucks. That was the same butthole that had the other personal foul penalty early in the game, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so great. anyway, I'm I'm all in on the Eagles. I'm not crazy about Doug Peterson in terms of some of the things he makes, uh, decisions he makes, but uh, I think they have enough playmakers. And, you know, to reiterate what Debo said, I mean, someone has to get healthy at some point. They can't just get less healthy. How's it pop? They don't have more players left. Cody I mean, and Dean are going to be playing in week 10. Lane Johnson. Oh, God, he played one play. He is a absolute hero slash animal. There you go, Ryan. Is, you can get less healthy. They have guys is, who try and play in games, and then they end up getting knocked out of those games, and they're out even more weeks. He had, so I think RJ and I were talking about this in the preseason pod or the, the pregame pod. Like, he had no business being out there. He no basically business. said, I'm going to suck it up. And you heard Joe Buck talk about it. He said he had a cyst drained off of what's like a, a, a shattered ankle. And he still went out there and tried to gut it out. I mean, that, that is a hero move by Lane Johnson, who's a, an absolute monster, but he just wasn't right. And like, there's no way he can play a full game or a full season. What, um, Breach, but, I'm mad but, at you. I'm mad at you, Breach, but do the Eagles also need a new kicker? Ooh. Ooh. Eagles definitely have some kicking problems. Uh, but I will say real quick, I'm about a five on the Eagles. So I'm right in, in the Cody territory. I like, look at the Giants last three weeks. They played every single NFC East team and all of them were decided by three points or less. I don't think it's crazy to think they could be in the conversation at the end, but obviously I still think Andy Dalton, the Cowboys is the answer there. But yeah, Jake Elliott has got to be one of your biggest concerns because if, if Ryan's right and these players eventually get healthier, that means you're eventually going to have a healthy team and, and Debo's right and Carson Wentz is going to put up MVP numbers for the rest of the season. Uh, and, and Cody's confidence shoots through and the Eagles start winning games. Well, some of these games are going to come down to their kicker because 
The Eagles only play close games, as we've seen. And he's just basically since week 13 of last season, he's hitting under 70%. And obviously, I know everybody in Philly loves him because he hit that 61-yarder. Was it against the Giants? Yep. Yeah. Against, against the Giants. He had a huge Super Bowl. I mean, a monster Super Bowl. Had a couple field goals over 40 yards. Uh, but it's – and they just gave him extension. So there might be some hesitation like, hey, let's let him work through this. Well, if you're – if they lose tonight – and that ends up maybe costing you a division because you lose by two games. You know, like you can only let a kicker work through things for so long. So in your head, you're the coach. Maybe you say, look, we have a bye coming up, uh, or you pick week 10, whatever you, you need to pick a point on the schedule and say, if things don't approve by then, we've got to bring in kickers. So you can't just make that decision blindly after one game. So it's good for Jake Elliott. They won tonight because I think Doug Peterson would have thought about it a lot more if they had lost because you can't miss a, was it 27, 29 yarder? 29. You, yeah, you, kicking from the right hash, you can't miss a 29-yard field goal uh, left. And so I, I do think that that's going to be something on their mind if he keeps struggling over the next few weeks. I'm raising my hand because I, t- I tell my son, you got to start raising your hand on these zooms. You can't interrupt your classmates and just say what you want to say. Turns out yeah. it's genetic. Um, so, Breach, my, you think that the Eagles should consider bringing competition for their 25-year-old kicker who heretofore has made – well over 80% of their, of his kicks because he's having an unlucky year. An That's unlucky outrageous. year, Brinson? This would be like, are you kidding no, me? Are, I, did are, you not are, listen are, to what I just said? I said since week 13 of last let, year. We're at a full year this, now. We're at a full year. Let me phrase this music someone, please. Fine. Let me phrase this a different way. Who is the on-the-street kicker that you would bring in that is better than Jake Elliott? That's the question. That is the question. I mean, there, there are guys you bring in. Adam Vinatieri, you could try him out. Cody Parkey. There are guys. Cody Parkey signed, I do believe. Well, there's a, there's kickers on practice squads. There's kickers on practice squads around the NFL and you can pull them off if you're going to put them on your active roster. Let's settle down. Is this the Eagles problem? No. I, I feel like the, the Eagles no. problem is that I, like they're throwing to Travis Fulgram and Boston Scott and Corey no, and Greg Ward. What are we doing? Well, did he no, not do Breach enough to earn your respect tonight? Travis what? He Fulgram? said he said it not Fulgram? <laughs> Travis Fulgram? <laughs> there's, there's, no, there's no oh. R in there. Debo asked me if I thought Fulgram? kicking was a problem. I didn't really? say it was the problem. All right, Cody, you were going to say something before. Breach. Oh, no, I think Breach is, is right. And I think, uh, I mean, there's been some stories in the last few days. I mean, his 50 plus yard field goals, obviously they shouldn't be gimmies, but he's, he's been worse, uh, not just this year, but the last two years. But yeah, I don't think it's, I don't even think it's probably a top three. I mean, there's so many other issues. It's, it's, there's play calling. There's Carson Wentz forcing plays. There's O line problems. Um, yeah. I would put O-line at the very top of the list, and they would also yeah. be second, third, fourth, and fifth. Because if you put a tracker on Carson Wentz, he probably ran more than anyone else on the field, including all the wide receivers and gunners. <laughs> I mean, he just he probably ran 10 miles on Thursday night running for his life. That, that was actually going to be my next question for Diva, for actually for everybody here, is what is the Eagles' biggest problem? Because I think that injuries is one, but I'm not sure that – I, I don't, I don't want to – you know, insult you guys here, but I'm not sure that Doug Peterson is far off from number two. He is not, he's not, he's not Super Bowl Doug Peterson right now. We haven't let talked me, about okay. it. Let me, let me pose this question to Debo. Debo, Debo, Debo would like to say something. No, go ahead, Hold Ryan. On. Let me pose this question to Debo and Cody. Right now, starting, well, starting tomorrow, first thing, would you rather have Frank Reich as the head coach or still have Doug Peterson? Wow. 
it's tough. Deep. Debo, you, wow. Put me on the spot. Let's, oh. let's change it up. I'm, I'm loyal to Doug. I'm loyal <laughs> to Doug, but let's go Frank. <laughs> let, let, let's just mix in Frank for the rest of the season. Would you rather be married to your uh, wife or, uh, I, I think Honestly, the most inexcusable thing Scarlett tonight. <laughs> the, the two point conversions were awful. The fact that he didn't get out the challenge flag on the play that the Giants were down and it would have been fourth down and he, and he was just late getting the flag in and the officials had to talk about it. I thought that was his most inexcusable move of the night. That's the thing like, you're like, oh, this is, this is something when stuff builds up that a coach should get fired for or, or put towards that argument. I'm not saying I said that at that moment, but it, it crossed my mind ever so slightly. That, that was, that was <laughs> infuriating. It's so clearly, that was the most infuriating thing he did beyond those, those two point conversions. I, I think the upside of Frank Reich, because we've seen now for, uh, you know, since the Eagles went to the Super Bowl, 2018, 2019, 2020, the Eagles have, been largely a mediocre team i mean they've they've made it to the playoffs but i think maybe the upside of frank reich the one thing though that you can say with doug um and i know i i use this a little bit hyperbole but i mean the eagles don't and i'm not saying this to say they're a good team but they haven't quit and these last three years i mean they're not a team that looks like they're giving up at the end of games you know what i'm saying they may be ugly they may be bad but clearly doug peterson regardless of these slow starts and i think you know what? You don't always need to have your team backed into a corner to do this underdogs thing. You know, four years in a row. But the thing is, they they still play to the end of games, which you know that speaks to at least he hasn't lost a locker room. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna defend Doug Peterson here too because I think the Frank Reich and Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz discussion gets like built up into this maelstrom of like hot takes and, and comparisons. Uh, Doug Peterson's the guy who hired Frank Wright. Like he brought Frank Wright in. He oh, knew what? that Frank Wright was a good coach. And so he brought him in and Frank Wright left. And, and look, any coach, any head coach in, in the NFL or college football or high school, wherever, whatever level you're coaching at, if you lose a quarter, a stud coordinator or multiple coordinators, it's going to be a brain drain on your organization and it's going to make it more difficult to be good at what you do. Right. So but he's also an offensive head coach. I mean, you should be able yeah, to. But like, but I mean, like, do you think it'd be easier to, I, I'm not making it, I guess I it would be great if he a, had an offensive coordinator to go alongside of him. He's the one kind of taking on the ownership of being the offensive coordinator and the head coach, which we don't see often across the league. And I just think that's, that's too much to take on. Like when you're the coach and the GM. Debo, if, Debo, if I did this podcast by myself, producing it and hosting it, would it be better or worse? Well, we all know the answer. Uh, yeah, that. I think I think we know the answer there. <laughs> but we do. Yeah, it'd be way. But that's still on. But that's, that's the on point. Doug, is like though. the more jobs you have to do, the worse you are at the specific jobs you're in charge. That's of. That's wrong, though. Bill Belichick, uh, the Steelers. Well, that, that's like that's like being like, oh, look at that unicorn. It's perfect. No, no, I color. just said the Steelers. The Steelers lose coordinators all the time, and they, they they seem to be the exact same team year in and year out. I mean, the Eagles are a good football team. There's no, there's, you can't make excuses for Doug Peterson for being terrible at his job just because he lost Frank Reich. Frank Reich's not terrible at his job. He went to another job, had more responsibility, got better. I mean, Frank Reich looks, Philip Rivers looked decent like some weeks. So I'm, I'm taking Frank. <laughs> That's Fire the up. last time I ever stood Frank, up for your boy. Frank Reich, Frank Reich beat the Bengals. Doug Peterson didn't. <laughs> Doug Peterson did not beat, Doug did not beat the Bengals. All that's, right, um, I mean, that's a huge indictment. Do we, do we have to take a break or are we just going to do Eagles for 45 minutes? No, let's, I mean, we could talk a little bit Evan Ingram dropping that ball. Let's, let's talk a little Giants angle. I, I, Cody's, Cody's a six. I'm a 10. Reach is a five. 
Yeah. We know so where we're going to break and talk Giants, or are we just going to go straight through Giants? Let's, uh, let's keep talking Giants. Okay. Let's, uh, is, da- all right. Uh, Wilson, you're our draft guy. If the, is Daniel Jones good? Yeah, it's so hard to tell. Like, really I feel is. like Daniel Jones would be the exact same if he played on the Eagles just because they have similar issues offensively. I tell you, he's struggling. I don't want to say he's not good, but Andrew Thomas, the left tackle, uh, he's, he's I having, mean, he's in a rough patch. But here's the thing. He was the first offensive tackle off the board. You know, Dave Gettleman from Carolina loves hog mollies or whatever he calls them. Uh, he could have had Jedrick Wills, uh, who, who's played extremely well for, uh, for the <laughs> Tristan Browns. Tristan Wirfs, who's been great. Oh, Tristan Wirfs can jump out of a pool. <laughs> that alone is the reason to draft Tristan Wirfs. So he's 350 pounds and jump out of a pool. Um, Andrew Thomas, he's fine, but he, he, I think a lot of people didn't have them as their number one offensive tackle. Dave Gettleman did. And, he got benched last week and he struggled this week and it, it's, it's not helping Daniel Jones. So to answer your question, Daniel Jones has not played well. He's not played consistently. He's fumbled. Uh, I got the numbers here. Let's see. How much does he fumble now? He has fumbled. I just had the stat. Where is it? I, I would, I, Ryan, you're not Adam allowed Major, to count Adam the Major, last one. Adam Major pinned this and I'm going to steal it. Is he Daniel Winston? He makes Uh-oh. great plays, but he makes horrendous turnovers. I would take Jameis Winston. In a second. Yeah, well, let me put it this way. What if he played on last year's Buccaneers team? I think he would be better. Daniel Jones. He went through 30 James. interceptions. Yeah. But his, no- his offensive line is bad, and he's neutered by a – I mean, Joe Buck opened the broadcast tonight by saying, I mean, frankly, they've just got to open it up. I don't know what else they can do for Daniel Jones, but they need to open it up, which is a very polite way of saying Jason Garrett is a giant bowl of tapioca pudding. Like that is basically what he said. He's like, Jason Garrett is scared to open up this offense because he's trying to get another job as a head coach somewhere else. And he doesn't want to look like a moron by exposing his quarterback to a bunch of pass rushers. So he's going with the bland. I have a hall of fame offensive line approach. And it, Here, it, let me don't let me ask the question this way, because it is hard to sort of separate Daniel Jones from the giants, which is they're one of the worst teams in football. We all agree. And football outsiders agrees. So I'm looking at football outsiders for the middle of the pack teams, teams that are replacement level. So 14th is the Bears, 15th are the Texans, 16th are the Panthers, 17th are the the uh, the Vikings. Is he does he make any of those teams better? No, he, he doesn't, right? The Texans, still, the Texans are way worse with Daniel Jones and Deshaun. I'm taking Teddy Bridgewater yeah, in Carolina. Way. I mean, Kirk Cousins, that's Daniel Jones in 10 years. I mean, let's be honest about it. And Nick Foles, I'm sure. Cody and Debo feel differently. Uh, I actually, that, that's the one that I feel like is the closest. I don't know that he makes him better, but I feel like when Nick Foles is not doing the streaky hot thing, I feel like that's a pretty comparable, like you could plug Daniel Jones in there and probably, I don't know. I mean, throwing to Allen Robinson, having that defense on your side. I, I don't know. I don't think he makes him better, but I think it's, right. it's a little more I mean, comparable. I think that's the takeaway that he doesn't make any of the middle of the road teams even any better, even though they're in better situations than he currently finds himself. But in two years with better coaching, Woody, I mean, you know. All right. We'll say that Daniel Jones is on the Seahawks. What's the Seahawks record? What is the record? They're five and oh now? They're oh and five. They're, well, no, that's um, I, I would say I'll give him two wins. Yeah, I was I was going two and three. Lost your Actually, they, they have defense. no defense, and yeah, their running game is okay. Yeah. Their offensive line's fine. Like I mean, no, no, right. they are I, not. That's two. what I'm saying. That's so like I don't know. He can hand off. Like we're like, Carson. do the Seahawks need to fire Pete Carroll? Has he lost his mojo? Is yeah. John Schneider like washed up as an executive? If it's Daniel Jones on Seattle with, instead of Russell Wilson, have y'all? Have, are you nuts? This is a disaster team. 
It's the same thing. It's a questionable offensive line, a terrible defense with an okay pass rush and a terrible secondary. And and actually the Giants have James Bradbury and then some pretty good weapons, better in Seattle than they are in New York. But Daniel Jones is not, is not. Okay. Let's put it this way. How does he do in Kansas City with Andy Reid? Is that, is that the best winning MVP? Obviously. But is that the best landing spot or maybe New Orleans or the Saints? I'm trying to think like, where would he excel? I think Daniel Jones is a good quarterback in a bad spot. And, but the well, no, problem, he's not because we just went through, he's not even a mediocre quarterback. We just, we just established that. No, I think he's a, uh, 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 let me phrase that differently. Kurt Warner came out after Tua Tungavailoa was bent or uh, was named the starter over Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he said, when I was benched for Eli, even though we were five and four, it really you know, threw me for a loop and I didn't really get it. We were a playoff team, but I, you know, I was willing to be a good mentor to me. That's that's where Daniel Jones should be right now, but he's an extra season into it, and that's the problem. Is that Eli Giants, started it, Eli started his rookie season? I mean, he came in. That's for, what I'm saying in '04, but Daniel Jones started his rookie season. He replaced Eli the way that Eli replaced Kurt, and that's the problem. Is that Daniel Jones, because Dave Gettleman and the Giants have not improved the situation around him whatsoever, and you know, to a small degree, you can blame it on COVID because Nate Solder opts out. Andrew Thomas it can't play right tackle. He has to you know, slot the left tackle. Uh, he Sterling played Shepard left tackle hurt. before. It's fine. I, I, all I'm saying is that Daniel Jones' progression is not there the way you want it to be in his second year as a starter. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I think we all, I think we all agree. How with much? That. How much would they? Not that they would, but let's say they put him on the trade market or something. How much would somebody give up for Daniel Jones right I now? Would, I wouldn't give more than a third. I wouldn't even want to do that. Right, would you rather have uh, Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones? Sam Darnold. Probably Sam Darnold. Me too. I don't think it's a clear despair. I mean, no, it's not. No, they're both terrible. I mean, it's a half a dozen to one. You're you're throwing crap against the wall and hoping one of those turnovers. Like I love IPAs, and I mean, like you know, the thing is, we're having this whole talk about Daniel Jones. I thought this might have been his most efficient game. He He actually he led the team. He led the team in rushing. Led the team in rushing that he did. And, you know, the, the Giants win if Egg, Evan Ingram catches that ball on third and seven with that under was, five minutes left in the fourth quarter. 100% on Evan Ingram. That Absolutely. Is, that is awful. You and if he that. catches that ball, there's no fumble in the game. We're not talking about Daniel Jones at all. We're talking about what Breach is talking about, that he played the best game this season maybe yeah. ever. And then we're talking about, is it time to replace Carson Wentz? Ooh. No. No, Cause, no. Because they're one, five, and one. Yeah, I would. I don't know if I. Are, one, are we? Are we hot taking ourselves while talking about hot takes? What's happening here? <laughs> but I mean, there were things, there were weird things about the Giants like this entire game, just to go from Jones to the game where, uh, you know, Brenton, you tweeted out the picture of the punt with Riley Dixon, where if you're a smart team and Ryan's favorite situation ever is what would a Belichick team do here? Uh, that would have been a touchdown or at least a 30 yard game because maybe the punt returner tackles him. But if the gunner is not covered, you just automatically call a automatic throw. The punter should not have to look to the sideline to like look for permission or un- like un- laugh about it. Unfortunately, Breach, Joe Judge doesn't have a special teams background. So there's no way <laughs> he could have possibly thought about like implementing it. If- I don't care who, like, and people are like, well, the, the ref was waiting to snap it. It's like, there's no one on the guy on the sidelines. He's gunning down the sidelines to stop the, the, the tackle the, the receiver, you, or the, the, the returner. You have to throw that. And it's not on the, the punter because he can't go rogue and just throw it. Joe Judge will kill him if he does that and he misses. But man, I mean, that's, that's sloppy football. Bill Belichick doesn't let that happen. 
Except, uh, and yeah. that was just real quick. That was on a fourth and three. So even if the free, uh, yeah, you just throw it lightly and the receiver just catches it and gets like, tackled real fast. He just needs three yards. He doesn't, you don't need to throw it 40 yards breach. You right. It's I not fourth and 15. Pass. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Throw it lightly. By the way, uh, Evan Ingram after the, up in the air. Just, just catch it. It's a free pass. Evan Ingram after the game. Two dudes in a parking lot can do it. All right, stop talking. Evan Ingram after the game said, uh, quote, it sucks. It's a sucky feeling right now. We, we definitely let one get away, end quote. Not me. We let one get away. Well, you don't pin the whole game on him. I mean, he's got to make that catch. But If I'm Evan Ingram, I'm, I'm saying I, that's on me. I dropped the ball, and that's why we lost. And that's the truth. Or... You blame your coach who's a special teams coordinator who doesn't have an emergency call to get the punter to throw it to a gunner when the gunner's uncovered. How about we blame him? Joe I Judge. mean, look, look, the, the Giants didn't make it past the Eagles 39, I don't believe. Outside, so the, the, they made it to the Eagles 39 and then hit that Golden Tate touchdown in the first half. The Eagles dominated the first half. And I think the expectation was Philly would come out and just roll in the second half. And Three straight punts, a total of 12 yards on three drives to start the third quarter by Philadelphia. New York wasn't much better, but they engineered a four-play, 88-yard drive, score a touchdown. Then they come back in the fourth quarter and go in that 15-play, 75-yard drive uh, that that results in another touchdown. They're up 21 to 10, and it felt like, oh, my God, Philly is dead in the water. Like, they had this game the entire time, and then – uh, what, what's Witten's line? It's, uh, Doug Peterson pulled a rabbit out of his hair and <laughs> out of his head. Yeah, out of his head. Is that what it is, Cody? Yeah, I and uh, honestly, I think that you know when they were looking dead in the water in the second half. I mean, that's exactly how they looked out of the gate against the Ravens. It's and that's where this like, um, yes, Doug Peterson needs more help. It's a total package. It's not all on him. But I mean, this offense has. Uh, you know, even with the injuries, it's just looked, I mean, you can't go three st- against the giants, three straight drives. You said it was 12 yards. Um, no first downs. I mean, they, they started the game like that last week. Um, but again, I mean, uh, they, they, they finished hot, but still they, you can't expect to do that. I mean, maybe you only have to do that against the Cowboys, the giants and, and Washington to get to the playoffs. But then who are you, who are you playing? Nick Foles in round one. Wouldn't that be lovely? Bring it. That's just what we need. Bring it. All right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we will talk some news, maybe some Yannick Ngakwe trade talk. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. 
What brings you to the shed? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. All right, so Yannick and Godplay got traded. Actually, I was reading this rundown. And I definitely thought that we'd already talked on the podcast about Yannick Ngakwe being traded. We haven't done that. Mm-hmm. That's how, but, but I did, I did a huge segment on it on CBS Sports HQ for the Pick Six podcast show, which you can watch every day when Champions League or Europa League or whatever, like Bundesliga or EPL or whatever it is, isn't interrupting it. 4 p.m. Eastern, CBS Sports HQ, Roku, Amazon Fire, wherever it is, we do a show. It's a blast. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, it's Friday. Ryan, John, and I will be doing uh, probably picks and news, right? No Friday show for me and Johnny. What? Just just oh. you, Brenton. We got banned. I do a 45-minute monologue? That's yep. what we heard. Oh, the worst. They want to go full Brenton. You're not supposed to go full Brenton, but apparently <laughs> that's what we're doing. You're not supposed Look, to go as full As someone Brenton. who lives full Brenton, you don't go full Brenton. Not on Friday at 4 p.m. The huge What? Y'all are on that? I'll have to change this up. Slam my fist down on my show. They're uh, like, anyway. you work with Brinson all week. You guys get an early start on your drinking, so we're gonna let you off the hook. Yeah. All right, Cody, you have uh, you are a Minnesotian. Is that what it is? Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah, not by uh, not by birth, but Minnesota. oh, but you you, you currently yeah. live. What what do they call Minnes- people who live Minnesotans? In- yeah, Min- Minnesotan. You added an I in there for some reason. <laughs> well, you know what, Cody? I mispronounce everything. So let's keep. Okay. That's Cody's first dunk. <laughs> <laughs> you got you got to dunk. It was a layup. You got a little dunk layup there. Um, you've you've covered Minnesota training camps. What do you th- what do you think the vibe is? Are you live in Minnesota. You covered the, the team. What do you think the vibe is with Minnesota right now? And Mike Zimmer, Rick Spielman, because like we're talking guys who got extensions, and they just they just traded Yannick Ngakwe, who was on a one year deal. They rented him for a second round pick. They trade him to the Ravens after acquiring him from the Viking for, for the Jaguars. It's it's not a good look for Minnesota, man. Mm-mm. No, I mean I think uh, I saw actually. So R.J. White, one of our editors, I think he floated the idea that maybe this this trade is an indictment of uh, Ngakwe more than it is the Vikings because he's now been traded twice. But um, I, you know, I, I think it's more an indictment on Mike Zimmer and and just the whole operation right now. I mean, I think that the vibe is um, there's some I think that that kind of believe that the extensions. There was a time over the summer when Mike Zimmer was unhappy that he hadn't gotten an extension yet, and he talked about the possibility it wasn't going to happen. And so some people think that because they came later than expected, the Vikings during the summer were actually still debating whether they should be extending Rick Spielman, Mike Zimmer. I think that they should be on the hot seat. Um, and I think coming into this year, um, you know, it was pretty clear. You don't just trade Stephon Diggs. You don't just replace three-fifths of your secondary and expect everything to just go smoothly. Um, I, I think they should be on the hot seat. I think that uh, interesting. You can find like the mic'd up segments on on YouTube, like the NFL games. If you watch and just watch Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson talking on the bench, that these guys are just they look resigned to the fact that this is a lost season. Adam Thielen's like sometimes you you know the universe is just against you, and th- and these guys are. I mean, they know it's a. Uh, and Kirk Cousins, I mean, the one thing he's done well for them is, you know, when he's on schedule, he, he avoids the turnovers. It, 
completely out the window this year. And so everything is kind of Kirk Spielman and Zimmer, I think are all uh, on the hot seat or should be. Um, let me ask you this, Cody, uh, which team should be more concerned uh, or is less impressive the Vikings or uh, the Eagles slash Cowboys slash giant. What? No, I, I actually thought about this during the game, during the end of the game, because I thought if the Eagles lose this and they go to, um, it would have been one in five and one. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. One, one in five and one. And the Vikings would have been one in five. I thought who is the <laughs> more unimpressive? I think the Eagles would get slightly more credit because of all of the injuries, because I don't think the Vikings, I think the personnel decisions more contribute to that. Um, as far as the guys that are touting so many rookies in the secondary, they've failed to properly address the O-line. That's not injuries hitting them all over the place. Um, but, you know, so I give the Eagles maybe a slight edge as being. Uh, yeah, but that's only, I mean, I feel like nationally people expected the Eagles to be like a lot better this year. But the fact is they've started the last two years, uh, you know, poorly. I think people thought the Vikings were going to be good, but to your point, yeah. I mean, the, the secondary is terrible because of youth. They let go of, uh, Xavier Rhodes and Mackenzie Alexander and, uh, Trey Waynes and well, it just, just hasn't worked out well. Well, you know, see, that's the whole thing that bothers me about this trade is that, I mean, like, and by look, the way, quick, quickly, Daniel Hunter's done for the year, it sounds like. And Linville Joseph left too. Like, well, everything Griffin left. All, all these people left. All these players on the defensive side left. And the Viking, if you're, if you're Rick Spielman, you're Mike Zimmer and you're looking at the defense. I mean, we're looking at the defense, defense. Every one of us is. And we're like, I mean, frankly, this Vikings defense look, looks like it's going to be a lot worse. Mm. Did they look at it and say, Oh, I know trading a second round pick for Yannick and Gakwe will solve our woes. That is some short, short sighted, terrible organizational decision making. Well, listen, it, it's not dude, like that, a- that's going to be a top 10 pick in the second round. Yeah, That's but a top if he, if, 40 if, he has, pick. if he has five sacks right now, you're okay with it. But he, it, it just not if they're matter. one in five. It doesn't matter. He's you on know, the franchise tag. You got to either pay him or let him go. No, I understand that. But if you thought you could, I mean, if it's a great deal for the Ravens to rent him for one year because they're in a good position, and that's where the, the Vikings thought they would be. The Ravens are five and one, and they're renting him now. That's, the Vikings renting him zero and zero. Exactly. They thought they were going to be. Well, they thought they were going to be good, and yeah. they were on the cusp of it. I mean, they, but, but they have two they losses be- by one point to undefeated teams. A one-point loss to the Titans, where, where Tennessee had to drive down and get a field goal in the final minute. A one-point loss to the Seahawks, where Russell Wilson pulled a rabbit out of his head. Uh, so, you know, like, I do get where Zimmer and Spielman uh, were thinking that... Hey, hey, Breach, Breach, what are the common denominators between those two losses? Their defenses couldn't get any stops because the defense sucks. Well, and everyone that's, knew it was going to suck. That's what... <gasps> That's why you get it. That's why uh, you didn't that's... let me finish. And I was just going to say, losing those, that's where Zimmer and Spielman sat down the off and said, all right, well, we give up. Our plan didn't work. Dunk on yourself because you didn't let me finish. No, they just gave up a pick that is going to be in the top 10 of the second round, and they acquired in return a pick that's going to be in the bottom 10 of the third round. That is a disastrous usage of draft capital to get a guy who's on a one-year deal. It's not like he's on a rookie deal and he's got some upside and maybe he works out. He's a uh, he's, a, he's a, clearly if a if they're three and two and he has five sacks right now, no one's complaining. But th- that was exactly gonna... if they win the Titans and Seahawks. No one, teams, who no thought one's that was going to happen? They well, did. Clearly, clearly. Yeah. Well, then they're idiots. 
Because okay. I didn't think it was going to happen, and y'all didn't think it was going to happen, and we're not GMs. So they didn't do a well, very good job of assessing the personnel. We picked them to go to the Super Bowl last year and immediately and jumped off the bandwagon this year. Yeah, immediately and last year there off. wasn't a pandemic. What is your point? Last no, year I am saying that crap. you and I realized it. I'm saying that right. we, nobody was higher on the Vikings than us last year, and then we saw what they did in the offseason. We were like, this team's stupid. We're done. I think you just dunked on yourself. No, I, I it continues my point. I, I do have to wonder, though. I mean, because you said. Cody, you can't talk to your team. Ngakwe's age, you know, that acquiring him isn't as he's not like 30 and an elite pass rusher. So ideally, yeah, that would have been a long-term play, too. They could have been soft rebuilding, but. Um, you know, maybe there is something behind the scenes where they had to get him out the out of the building. I still think that's an indictment on the Vikings, though, because if you're going to give up those picks, like you said, um, and there's even a chance that they become premium picks you're giving up. I mean, do your research. The guy has been on the market for how long, begging to get out of Jacksonville. I have a theory. I, I think maybe what happened was Spielman and Zimmer thought we'll trade for him, and, and it's a huge risk because the defense, as Prince has pointed out, is going to be a disaster. If it doesn't work out, by the trade deadline, we'll swap them for a first-round pick with the Texans. The Texans fired Bill O'Brien. So that plan blew up in their face. Mm. So there was no plan B. Mike Zimmer, Breach, you have watched Mike Zimmer for a long time as Bengals defensive coordinator. His entire defense for years, decades, dating back to the Cowboys, is predicated on having veteran quarterbacks who know his system, who can play that system. And they trotted out a bunch of low round drafted, like recently drafted guys and thought it would work. And you, if you look at what Julio Jones did to him, and I know Julio Jones is a stud, but everybody's doing it to him. If you have wide receivers who can win on the outside, you can smoke the Vikings easily. And if, and they don't get any pass rush, they have nothing on the interior. They, their defense is terrible. It well, went from look, top Michael, 10 to Michael Pierce opted, Mike, Michael Pierce opted out. Um, uh, Danielle Hunter's injured. Well, I'm just saying they 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 had I I mean if you have a pass rush if you're you're front four but they had Yannick in there without Daniel Hunter so it's like they didn't really lose a pass rusher compared to what they had last season it's still in a that wait, wait, wait. Well, well, they, they did wait, hold, on. hold on they, yeah, they also let Everson Everson Griffin, Griffin go right right then Joseph Breach you can't say that they had unique so that made up for for not having Daniel the whole idea is to have two out there but let me go back to Brinson's point about Zimmer exactly can't answer that can you. Well, did you ask a question? Their question? Yeah. You got dunked on. How no can, how can Mike Zimmer and Rick Spielman come into this year thinking that they will win with Mike Hughes and young guys? Yeah. What I was going to say about Zimmer is that I think all, all his defensive experience almost worked against him this year. Cause I feel like he's had a lot of success on the defensive side of the ball. He made the Bengals defense good. They, uh, Minnesota's had a pretty good defense in the past few years. And I think he just thought, you know what? I can work with these younger guys. I can make my system work with these younger guys. Cause why else are you completely, completely overhauling your defense? I mean, rarely do we see an NFL team overhaul and revamp one side of the roster like the Vikings did. This offseason. So again, you're proving my point. I said I, I never disagreed with you on that. How good their defense would be. And it bothers me that I saw their defense would be bad and they didn't. That's a problem. No, they did. Sitting they did. Here, they did see it. That's why they draft. That's why they traded for Unique. Yannick. Yes. I, mean, Yannick, yeah, I thought I heard in pronunciation guys, it is Unique. Ah. Or unique. Well, I'll take that one. <laughs> Thank you, Cody. <laughs>
But I mean, it's, what were they look, not supposed the to? The bottom train? line is that the well, well, let me ask you process this. was bad and what the results have done, are worse. What should they have done from January till August in terms of fixing the defense? Because they weren't bringing back those three cornerbacks that I mentioned. Uh, Everson Griffin was gone. I don't know how he's, he's even well, doing. They, no, I mean, decently. They weren't going to fix it. They put themselves in cap hell. Okay. So, I mean, what are they supposed to do? You draft I mean, them? I don't, I don't, I'm not going to tell somebody who's like, Six feet under, how to get themselves out of them? Like, like you already dug the grave. You're just now. gonna keep. You're just gonna keep throwing. Well, the I mean, on but the, don't 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 request like don't request like a, a floral bouquet in the casket. Like, hey, like I'll give you a hundred bucks. Like, like just stop. You're, you're dead. Just stop. You're dead. You're no, just, they stop. they they traded for unique, and they asked them to bring a shovel. Just the, the shovel's too small, you, and it ain't working. Do you think the unique, defense is unique better showed up if with they a, had with a, kept like Trey Wayne, like, a, like a, a a shovel that like Breach's daughter would have. Right, a little plastic plastic. shovel. He's like, you guys need help? Can I get on this? What did you say, Breach? Do you think the Vikings defense is better if they would have kept guys like McKenzie Alexander, Trey Waynes, Xavier Xavier Rhodes? To Brinson's point, they can't afford it. Right. And those guys weren't playing great. I mean, let's be honest. They they didn't have great seasons. Rhodes Rhodes stunk. Wayne's got overpaid by the Bengals. McKenzie Alexander's a big part because he's a slot corner in a league that plays 60% like nickel. So is he hurt now, Breach? Linville Joseph is an underrated signing by the Chargers. He's a massive piece in the middle of their defense. That's fine, but he's not saving Minnesota. It was a flawed process on the other side of the ball, too, though. If you want to play, if if you want to rely on the defense, I mean, they want to play, run the ball. Yes. You know what I'm saying? They want to, they want to rely on the defense, but there is no defense. And so the whole process was flawed. I mean, so so to your point, Cody, uh, the Bills, for example, their defense now stinks. Mm -hmm. They at least have the option and the wherewithal to open it up and let Josh Allen throw the ball deep downfield. Mike Zimmer will, won't do that. He's too stubborn. And Wait a I, Mike Zimmer is a great coach. He ain't letting Kirby cut it loose. Kirby, hashtag Kirby Cook. No, not happening. You're answering your own question. I mean, would you let Kirk Cousins throw it? I mean, you're down 10. The game is over. Well, right? again, that's a flawed process. If you're going to hinge everything on your running, your running game and Kirk Cousins being efficient in minimal passing attempts and your crappy offensive line outside of Garrett Bradbury playing well. <laughs> And then your defensive line, Bradbury is good. And then your defensive has to fix everything, but your defense stinks. Then you have created a problem. Well, that's how you get to one and five. Well, and the, the crazy yeah. thing is that that extension we're talking about, the Zimmer got this offseason, that was in July. So it was after all the moves had been made. So clearly ownership was on board with everything that Zimmer and Spielman were doing. And, and that's kind of the mind boggling thing. Cause are we going to see six coaches fired before Adam Gaze? I mean, what the hell is happening right here? All right. Look. But the, the more important part is Yannick Ngakwe traded to the Ravens. Unique. Yeah, unique. I, I'll never get there. It's fine. It'll <laughs> be, it'll, I'll, get there, I'll get there when I get there with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, and Travis Holcomb. Briscoe's emailing the R-Skins word today. Get out of here. Grow up, old man. I thought you'd uh, call it a So, Yannick, Yannick, you had it. Yannick Ngakwe traded the Ravens. Now, I saw this floated. I'm going to give credit where credit's due. Mina Kynes of ESPN noted it. She did. It's a, it is a clearly, and, and they've been trying to get him for a while, but it's clearly a move designed to counter, Pat, like the Ravens can't blitz Pat Mahomes and beat him. So can you bring in more pass rushers and win with a four-man rush against the Chiefs offensive line and play soft zone against Mahomes and force him to try to beat you. Well, that's fine, play. but what we saw last week and with the addition of Le'Veon Bell is they'll just run the ball 50 times, something Andy Reid never did in Philadelphia, so that's great. But now they have the capability and the willingness, more importantly, of doing that. So bring in Unique if you want to and rush four, 
and then have Marcus Peters tra- tackle Le'Veon Bell 35 yards down the field. Yeah, the way the Ravens are beating the Chiefs is not, I don't think, unique. It's if Lamar Jackson can figure out how not to sidearm, you know, passes over the middle of the field and, and figure out how to complete a deep ball. I mean, I, I think it's more, I mean, if it's going to be a shootout, you know, I mean, maybe the Chiefs play that efficient style against, like they did against the Bills, but I think it's, I mean, it comes down to the quarterback in that kind are of situation. Are you anti Lamar, Cody? I mean, no, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't I'm, I'm, I don't think your pick is wrong. I'm just curious. Mm -mm. No, no. I mean, I I do the quarterback rankings every week, and he's been right out. How awful is that, by the way? Right. They started with me, and I pass it to Sean. It sucks. By the way. uh, I was very excited. Go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say breaking news. uh, Cody's going to law school next year. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I don't think so. Um, No, I'll I'll ask your guys' opinion. I mean, the tough thing with this and power rankings, so I get – now I'm getting yelled at every week by Titans fans because they want it to be, they're telling me how to do power rankings, which is fine. And they're saying it should strictly be, you know, who's done what in, in 2020, which is fine. I've tried to make it a little more nuanced and be like, who do you want this week and for the rest of the season? Because I'm taking, I'm sorry, but I'm taking like Kyler Murray's upside over Ryan Tannehill. And, and I don't know if you would agree with that, but. Oh. I would say your first mistake, Cody, is uh, introducing nuance to the internet. <laughs> That's the thing. But but you could go read. Like, if people want to see Ryan Tannehill in the top five, like, you can go read stats and you can go read the passer rating rankings right now. I, I'm just saying, like, if I were the where, Titans. Where, where was Ryan Tannehill in your last ranking? 11. Ooh, that's too low. But, but yeah, now listen to the quarterbacks. Too low. But now listen to the quarterbacks above. And we, can, we don't need to go too deep in this, but I think it's off the top of my head. Uh, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, and I'm trying yeah, to, yeah, that's fine. You know, if you're keep taking going, one quarterback, uh, Kyler Murray, Josh Allen, maybe that's Kyler maybe that's over Josh. Okay. That's fine. But I'd still think those five are fine. I'm not going necessarily right in order right now. I'm just giving you the top 10. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm waiting on Carson Wentz. If you say Carson Wentz, no, he was, he was, he was behind Tannehill. If you're getting Carson um, Wentz, like you know that, like, like an airline, like if you're, if you're at a, uh, now the the two iffy ones the passenger seat that's what's happening it's the crazy. two iffy ones which I think can be debated are nine and ten I had Derek Carr and Tom Brady but I honestly if you look at so people saying Tannehill listen <laughs> listen to me now yeah you had me till Derek Carr yeah, you, uh, me till but, you just but, lost everyone on the podcast you're the wrong podcast pal this, oh you're, you're oh well you're no, if Brenton puts family, a poll right? on Twitter about who would you rather have Derek Carr or Ryan Tannehill it would oh, literally God. be 99.9% hey, no, Ryan Tannehill breach what would um, happen is that Twitter would put a disclaimer on this is false this is fake news like it would even get up for I'm looking at your top 10 and he, you also have Ben Roethlisberger ahead of Ryan ben Tannehill which I think right. is an interesting one okay I'll but say just that, for I'll say this Cody, let me say this in your defense. I like the idea of seeing Kyler Murray on the Titans. I think that would be a really interesting uh, sort of just, fit. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to – you can throw out Carr if you want to. I, I think that's debatable. What I'm I trying think, to say is that Tannehill has been very good. It's just – I, I mean, when people say he's he's way too low, I just look at all those quarterbacks and think, if I could take one of these quarterbacks right now, throw out Brady and Carr, that's fine. But I'm still taking – Probably Josh Allen's upside over Ryan Tannehill. I mean, right now, I, 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 I think Josh Allen is clearly above Tannehill right now on a full season and like for the rest of the year basis. Two weeks ago, maybe we're not. Like, I guess we're if, if like, you put Tannehill like, on the Bills, they might be. I think Tannehill's. I the, he's, Tannehill's I, been on fire. I think Tannehill's top five MVP for 2020 right now. 
I think his um, I think he's number one in DVOA. Let me double check real quick. I, th- I think Tannehill is he not. Is, I think people are sleeping on Ryan Tannehill. He's number one in DVOA. That's incredible. Josh I Allen. Think, Josh Allen's number four. To to, to Kyler Murray has missed more throws this year than Tannehill has. I'll Derek t- Carr that, is number three. Just so, just to be oh, clear, to get Derek Carr's love. Now, I think we started this because you asked if I was anti Lamar, and I. Yeah. Uh, Did you have no, Lamar? No, no, I was trying to remember how we got here, but Where was I'm Lamar? not. Uh, I think he was at seven, six that's or actually, seven. That's actually a really good spot for Lamar because he hadn't been awesome this year. No. Yeah, I think that like, so for instance, if you just look at like the game against the Eagles, like you take for granted his legs because he's, he's going to make a huge, you know, game changing play. And we take for granted that, but there are so many throws where he's really like, he doesn't have to sidearm like a three yard pass. And, and, and as someone who's done these rankings before, you also have to build in the fact that. If you rank Lamar 13 and then he goes off for like 400 and 100 the next week, then you look it. like a butthole. And that's oh. a problem. Like you don't also, like, you don't want to be completely dead wrong. One more thing. Uh, Carson Wentz, 32nd DVOA behind Sam Darnold and uh, Daniel Jones. Who's oh, 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 he, he dunking on? <laughs> That was a dunk. I guess that's dunking on Carson Wentz. That's know. a dunk on the Eagles. I thought like it was just a shot at Debo and, and Cody. What? Well, we're going through the list. Hey, guys, right? I know we're about to be done with the podcast, but before you get out of here, allow me to kick you in the balls. <laughs> where would you Where would you rank Carson Wentz? Uh, he's he's not five. dead he's last. Five. He's been awful. No, it, no, 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 no. But I mean, like, in general, as, like, The last three games, going, I like, thought he's he's flashed the last three games. Again, running for his life. The Steelers game. I mean, he, like. You get to choose one and keep him. Like, are you? Oh, oh, we're still doing in... like we're doing like drafting a franchise QB thing. Sure. Yeah. Where would you take? Him? I will just uh... add like put him, <laughs> put him in, in different situations. Put him on the Titans. Put him on the Bills. Do the do the same thing that you do for other quarterbacks. I don't want to stick on this long. We don't need to be that's, over an hour. That's but that's put, fair. But I will say this: let's put Carson think, Wentz on all thirty-two teams. But I think that they, I think it's okay. <laughs> another ninety minutes. I do think this is a problem with Carson Wentz, and I think that this oh, is boy. what. You Eagles fans don't want to say because you realize oh boy. the inherent implications of what you will say is that Carson Wentz does not like to operate within the constructs of Doug Peterson's scheme. And as a result, when he gets outside of Doug Peterson's scheme, things break down and it causes problems. And Carson Wentz has no uh, regard whatsoever for his physical well-being. That is that's a true. problem. So let, let's put, get hurt. Let's but, put him, let's put him in Kyle Shanahan's. I'm taking, system. I'm taking Jared Goff. A healthy Dak Prescott over uh, him for sure, right? Jared, Jared Goff, sure, but not Jared Goff. Yeah, I don't think I'm Jared Goff. No, okay, okay. Put put Carson Wentz. Golf over put, Carson Wentz with Sean McVay. Yeah, Carson yeah. Wentz yeah. would run McVay's offense. That's imagine the Jared Goff. Imagine Jared Goff in the Eagles game tonight. He oh, he's, be, just, he's just lying in a crumpled. Right. He'd have left. <laughs> the Eagles would be zero and seven right now with Jared Goff. He would have left tonight's game on two stretchers. I mean, that's. I'll how, take Jared Goff for wins right now. Breach, okay. we're cool. That's Me and you were cool again, time. Breach. <laughs> <laughs> now Brinson's on Debo's crap list. He missed. All- would you take uh, so on, on on the Sean McVay offense, Justin Herbert or Carson Wentz? Wait, I would. I think. Right now, I might like, like to lean Justin Herbert just because. Oh, wow. Oh, no. Listen, I'm not like. He dunked on himself. No, he's, he's being honest. I'm, not, I'm being honest with yeah. you. I mean, I'm a Carson Wentz guy, but I think Justin Herbert, if you're looking right now, I mean, there's less wear and tear. The arm is clearly like top five potential. I mean. Jimmy but, Garoppolo but, or, or Carson Wentz on, on the Sean McVay team? 
Did you say Garoppolo? Yeah. Not Garoppolo. I think I'm taking Wentz, too. Let's go, Wentz. Breach. <laughs> I'm just talking about the Devo. Well, I mean, I would probably take Wentz over Jimmy G just because he's younger. And sh- like 2007. Two years look, younger. Wentz, look, Wentz is riding on 2017 pretty hard, guys. Like 2017 is – and, and Debo and Cody, you guys need to admit this. I'm not to you, know, you, you act like you act like we're you here, like, like, I mean, like, I, like every time it's like, do you remember in 2017? But I don't say that. I, I've been level? here like That's picking like other guys. This over is like me being like, do you remember when I spent like a 1300 on my SATs? You're, you're 30. When have I ever brought matter. up 2017? Never. What, what were the two H's you just brought up? Exactly. What, they're like two years apart, aren't they? I mean, but uh, fine. You're Al Bundy talking about the four touchdowns he scored. Who? You're talking to like Eagles Twitter, right? I haven't brought up. 2017, Carson Wentz at all. He brings it up all the time. No, he doesn't. What about this? Baker Mayfield. 2017, he was in MVP here. Baker Mayfield or Carson Wentz? Wentz for Baker. Carson. Oh, yeah, Wentz easy. Oh, I thought that might even be I, I could I could grab a clip from week four where you said, easy, Baker over Wentz. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right. um, Jimmy G's older than Carson. I don't know if that's the, the ages that you were referring how to. About, how about Carson Wentz or Matthew Stafford? Stafford. I'd say Wentz. Stafford's pretty old. Stafford's old. I'd say Wentz. Carson Wentz. This is a debate we had preseason. Carson Wentz or Matt Ryan? I'd say Wentz. I think I'm taking Matt Ryan there. Like Matthew Stafford. I I tend to agree, but if you threw Matt Ryan on this Eagles team. You throw anybody. 0-5. 0-7. What's what's Russell Wilson on this Eagles team? 7-0. 7-0, obviously. No, no, like, no joke. He's 7-0. There's like three quarterbacks. Mahomes is maybe 6-1 or 7-0. And that's it. Like, that's your top tier. I don't even think Lamar Jackson, because he hasn't been accurate this year. I don't think he's 7-0 on this team. Let's, let's, if we're, if we're doing these like, like wins over Wilson, we like to create these new stats. If we're doing like, (laughs) like, I don't know what the acronym is, but like, drag them, drag this crappy team out of the gutter quarterback rankings. Yeah. Russell Wilson is number one by a long shot. Yeah. No, I agree with that. You put him behind a crappy offensive line with Travis uh, Fulcrum and, Jesus. Greg and he's, then he's been good. He's been good too. He will, he will dr- like this Eagles team is undefeated right now. With They're not undefeated though. Let's be real. They're undefeated. They're undefeated. Okay. Well, here, here's the true test. What would the Bengals record be with Russell Wilson? Oh, they'd seven be, and now they'd be seven and now. Okay. They've been blown out of any games. You put Russell Wilson in there. They're winning all of them. Undefeated. They'd be, they'd be one, five and one. No, you drop prime <laughs> Russell Wilson on the Bengals right now. Undefeated. Zach Taylor would have him playing safety. Zach Taylor would just be locked in a like in a cage in Siberia. All right, Russell, well, Russell, Russell, Russell would be like, Wilson. Oh, my, my headphones not working. Yeah, well, <laughs> oh, oh, I can hear you, Zach. Hold on a second. I'm going to run seven plays without you watching and just throw touchdown bombs. So basically, Russell Wilson is a is a good homelander. How do you like that reference? Ooh, that's how good is the? But I'm going to watch it. I didn't mean to get you off topic. Carson yeah. Wentz or 2020 Tom Brady? Yeah, uh, I think I'm taking Carson. Like I think Carson Ooh, and the Bucks team would be. Yeah, put him on the Bronx. He's been better. Okay, we'll put Tom Brady on the Eagles. He would literally be dead. <laughs> His retirement press conference would have been after week two. We would have in, talked in about hospital. it all week on the podcast. <laughs> he's, like, he's like screaming at somebody. The guy's like, who are you? Like, it's like, I'm a football player. Like, it's, like, it's like, I'm Tom Brady. He's like, I actually played baseball in the minor leagues last year. I don't, I don't know. I'm not even... I'm a cook at the Eagles. Like I'm a cook at Lincoln. Exactly. Field. I mean, come on. No amount of pliability would save him from the Eagles' offensive right. line. Yeah. All right, let's get out of here. This <laughs> this was a, an, a like that that went from Yannick on the Ravens to 
who would who would drag the Eagles out? By the way, if the Eagles had lost this podcast, would have been over two hours ago. <laughs> it would have been that's in right. And out. Yeah, it would have been a twelve minute podcast. <laughs> I was I was hey, ready next... to hit up Brinson and be like, "Hey, bro, can uh, you record? Can this you record?" One? <laughs> hey, uh, okay, quickly, I'll, I'll pull a breach quickly. What's going to be the most important addition to this Ravens team? Yannick Ngakwe or Des Bryant on the practice squad? Oh my! How about Antonio Brown? You think that could happen? Did you really just bring up Des Bryant? He's going to Seattle. Get out of here. Breach. Uh, don't, please, uh, early don't prediction for Andy Dalton versus the Eagles on, I think it's Sunday night. I think is it's it next be week. A, the oh. thing I think is, so. It is, it is, it's a week from Sunday. And so they absolutely could have flexed this game out. Yeah. And because you have two last place teams, both only way under 500, but it's Cowboys and Eagles playing for first place, even if it is the NFC East. I, you, I don't know. Like, I think the, I need Andy to see Dalton, Dalton better sign somewhere else. Next I need to see Dalton play on Sunday against Washington before I can make a prediction against the Eagles. Because okay. I need to know if if the Arizona game is who he's going to be with the Cowboys, or if that was just prime time Dalton showing up and we get daytime Dalton. But then the Eagles game's prime time. It's all too. Confusing. What, are you, what, are we, what are you doing? What, what the hell are you doing? He Andy Dalton sucks when he has no offensive line, and they have no offensive line. It wasn't you his fault. This. They lost on Monday. It was all his fault. We can't. We don't need to re-record that podcast. Hold on. Do we have a line ahead of William Hill for next? I think we do. Hold on. I'm gonna find this. Oh boy. It is. Oh boy. Slowly. Oh. Is it in Eagles Dallas? Minus three and a half right now. It's in Philly. In Dallas. It's in Philly. In Philly. Slam oh, it. So it. Here's why you slam this right now. If you're if you're if you're the four or five people still listening to this podcast, <laughs> slam Eagles minus three and a half because the Washington football team is going to beat the Dallas Cowboys. Andy Dalton is going to end up as this like small stain underneath Chase <laughs> Chase Young's cleat, and then they're going to, have to play their third string backup, which is like Zeke Elliott or uh, Ben Danucci. Wait, so you're telling people to bet based on the fact that you think Andy Dalton's going to be lost to an injury on Sunday? Is that correct? Or or he's going to get? <laughs> you could put the three best wide receivers in professional football history out there in the field, and it wouldn't matter because Andy Dalton can't do anything. Andy Dalton's going to throw pressure. 15 passes. Andy Dalton is the They're going to run the ball 40 the, times. Under pressure, Andy Dalton is one of the five worst quarterbacks in professional football history. No one disputes that. And he will have – he He's second. He's second. They're, he's going to hand it off the whole time. They're going to run the ball. How do you think that's going to work? They don't have anybody healthy on the offensive line. Washington is winning that game. Philly will be favored by five-plus. It's the NFC East. You can't just guarantee really things now. like that. It's too and unpredictable. The, and the Eagles have a good defense. Well, Chris, who'd you bet on tonight to cover? That's not your GV business. That's it with a dunk. Oh! <laughs> All right, we'll see you guys later. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.